Slime Wreck Original. You heard it. First. All right, so the game I brought I brought you on a pond. Can I introduce it, dude? Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. So I was uh, fucking bored out of my mind Saturday, and I like to go and, like many of us do, I know you do this, I call it the YouTube wormhole. Where porn, you, porn, 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 porn. YouTube? Oh, sorry. No, YouTube wormhole, <laughs> where you click on one thing, and then it leads you to another thing, and it leads you to another thing. So I subscribed to this channel, right? It's called Did You Know Gaming. It's actually really cool. And... Uh, the new video was called Friday Night or Five Nights at Freddy's, and I'm yeah. like, "Whoa, what's this?" And it, it had a scary picture of these like animatronic things. And as you know, I've always been obsessed with animatronics. Like, I, that, I fucking like, I, I'm not like, I'm kind of scared of them, but not really. Well, ever since we were kids, we always go to Chuck E. Cheese's. We, I loved animatronics because there's right. a creepiness about My it. My favorite time was in between songs and you're eating your pizza. And they just shut down and look like, down. And you might see a mustache twitch or Chucky might blink his eye. <laughs> or they the open up their thing eyes. Ever. Yeah. And I would just stand there staring at him, waiting for the show to come on. And, remember, and it's like I wasn't scared. I was captivated by they yeah. were, their silence. You want them to move. And the, and the right. crazy thing is they power on and power off, like kind of like a zombie or right. something. Right. And you look away and your friend goes, they just moved. They just moved. So. <laughs> and remember, even uh, when uh, Antichrist Superstar came out, there was that song all tried up, died up, and dead to the world. The and I always thought they should have Chuck E. Cheese animatronic theater to that because it's be so a great creepy. Video, yeah. So I, I watched this video, and it's about this game. It's a point and click game, which usually are dumb as shit. Yeah. But this one is freaky as fuck because basically you cannot move from your station. And you have to watch security cameras. Basically, it's it, you're you're a night security guard at a pizza place that's closed down for the night, and you're in the security room. You have basically two doors, and on you your cannot left and your right, leave. and you have a video camera like screen that you pull up, and, and you, you can, can go see to into different yeah. rooms. Now there's the room where all the animatronics are standing there. Yeah, and they're just standing there, and they're then they start moving around. But you don't see the move. You'll click, and then you'll go. You'll click back to the screen where, like, you know, it's the fun time room. Yeah. And they're like, oh, shit, one's missing. Yeah. One's missing. What do I do? So, oh, fuck. So the uh, <laughs> the story about the game, though, is that, like, if the animatronics see you, they think that you're an animatronic out of your costume. So what they do is they'll shove you in a costume, killing you. It's really creepy because a guy calls in to, like, yeah, the security office. Caller, yeah. He's like, he's like, eh, yeah, don't worry about him. Like, uh. You know, You'll be fine, just as long moving. as you don't we, see them. We have to keep them on a free, because these are moving animatronics. He's like, we have to keep them on the free roam thing so the servos don't overload. Yeah. Whatever that means. But it sounds logical. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. It sounds <laughs> so technical, like, so like, you don't okay, question it. I, I can believe that. Servos, huh? <laughs> but um, anyway. Anyways, he, he goes like, uh, he says, he's like, normally like they've been acting up, but they're actually fine around children. But when they see adults, they just stare. And the reason why is because in the game... The game says that because there's pedophiles around, so they're like they go active on on fucking human <laughs> beings that are alone, just without kids. So anyway, they kill you if you see you. And I became obsessed with this game in a way like that one Saturday. And I looked it up and I did some research. And there's a really good uh, uh, YouTube channel called um, uh, Game Theories. And this guy obviously was obsessed with the game because he made like two 12-minute videos see, This, this on is it. a great thing about the game. It's so simple, but the story is in the game. It yes. doesn't tell you the story. You kind of got to figure out from clues, and it's not a major part of the game, but it is, and it makes it scary because there's so much controversy sound surrounding this Yeah, game. I mean, and, and to the point where... People were guessing what, like what year it was played in because your paycheck at the end is only two hundred twenty dollars. It and doesn't you, say the year though. It doesn't. It says the date, not the but year. They, or, but 
this game theory video, they say that it must be minimum wage in this one city. Oh, hold on, fucking Aurora. Because at the time, that was the minimum wage was like four something or other. Right. And five nights, which is 30 hours for what you're working from 12 to 6 a.m. must have been placed there. And wouldn't you know it, there's a real fucking story behind it. Uh, you know, I, I got to stop you. But this game, no things really scare me. But I, this game, when is, I, I played this game after Zach told me about it. Yeah. And I had to put it down. After each level, because I, I, you know, I beat the first level. And the Your second level, rises. I couldn't beat it because those things just pop up and scare them. And they go, ah! and when they find you, it's like a jump scare, but it's also just the creepy factor around it scares you too. Yeah, I have to put down this game and think to myself. And if you have not seen okay. it, think Calm about down. think about taking every Disney character and putting in sharp teeth and making their eyes like. If you have just a high wide. anxiety, do not play this game. This no, stress no, level, you your stress it. level goes through the roof, dude. I had the terriblest nightmares on this game. Yeah, not, not nightmares because I love dreams like that. But so, I had dreams about me being a kid, and these characters are strapped in my mind like uh, yeah. Freddy Fazbear. He's the main guy. Yeah. Yeah, Dead Freddy and Golden Freddy. Well, anyway, so Jonathan comes home from the bar, and I've just been researching this shit like all night, right? And I've been obsessed with it because of the real story behind it. And I come up to him, and, and Jonathan just comes back from the bar. I'm like, dude, you got to play this game. And, it's so, and he kind of like, yeah, yeah, whatever. And then like, I talk to him today, and he goes, I own all three. <laughs> and I had nightmares last night by playing them. He's been like fucking binging out playing it at work and, and you I, know, at you, home. You, you, once you play it, you cannot stop thinking about the game. And you research it online. You learn all the shit they put in this game. Yeah, it's and it's, some of it's based on it's, factual things. It's kind of like you know how like we like the ring because it's plausible, kind of in a way, where it's like the movie itself is kind of the movie, or like Blair Witch, where the movie itself could sure, be sure. real or fake. The cool thing about this game is it's it's got that same appeal where it it is based on a real story, and oh man, it's just so cool. All right, well, we got a, like a, a little clip that, that this is based Can on. Can I introduce it? Um, it already does. I mean. Well, no. Okay. Well, I've been obsessed recently with Radiolab. And uh, oh, yeah. we so, have Slime uh, Lab. This is, this is uh, we didn't get this or just totally rip off Radiolab. I we mean, just were no inspired by, we it, were inspired by Radiolab. We actually just totally fucking, it actually is Radiolab. <laughs> yeah, but we do it better. Anyway, so this is our Slime Lab, part one. Five Nights at Freddy's. I'm gonna start. Okay, you start. Slime, slime lab. lab. You are listening. Slime, slime lab. Slime. slime. That's right. Lab. Slime lab. Sharks. Slime lab. Slime. Slime lab. Slime lab. Okay. 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 Chuck E. Cheese, a hat-wearing rat slinging pizza and tokens. Except for now, he's got a shirt and a guitar ripping off Kurt Cobain. Hope he shoots himself in the head. Back then, it was our family place. Except for this faithful night, full night, full night, full night.
It was an average night at the popular family establishment, Chuck E. Cheese. Nathan Gerard Dunlap entered a Chuck E. Cheese that night, ordered a ham and cheese sandwich, which I'm, I never knew they had ham and cheese sandwich. I thought it was only pizza. Yeah, he probably made it. You know, like they have uh, the Hawaiian pizza probably used that ham. Stuff for kids. Yeah. You know? Anyways, he played uh, Hogan's Alley. You ever heard of that game? No, no. It's actually a game where they have the blue and the red guns, and you shoot guys and they spin. Oh, yeah. Actually, I have played that. Anyways, when he was done with that game, he went and hid the bathroom till closing time, 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 time. Fifty-year-old Margaret Kohlberg watched the clock. It was nearly 10 p.m. It's Tuesday night, December 1993. And the crew was getting antsy. It was a family birthday party. Stayed late. The parents were just now bundling up their two kids against the winter cold. Margaret headed back to the office to start tallying up the night's receipts. She'd go home in a few minutes after she got the teenage workers out the door. Yeah, uh, Sylvie Crowell started cleaning the salad bar. She's a 19-year-old, balancing a full-time work schedule, had classes at Metro State, you know, things of this nature. But that day, she'd gone shopping with her best friend, uh, Carol Richens. Uh, before they, they'd clocked in for the night shift at the pizzeria, uh, Carol had just left shouting, I love you, <laughs> over the restaurant's uh, cacophony of arcade games and animated toy sounds and ball pits. Yeah, I could just picture it Animatronics. Now. My parents used to yell at me, come get pizza, and I pretended not to hear her over yep, all that. You wanted to stay <laughs> there with Chuck. Yeah, nearby, Ben Grant, who's a high school junior, turned on the vacuum. And was and uh, whirling around helped down the noise of all the game machines and all that stuff. Right. Anyway, he tossed the cord behind him absentmindedly, sucking up pizza crumbs and whatever food was left over trampled by the little kids. Yeah, Colleen O'Connor uh, was helping close uh, close that night too, but she was distracted. The seventeen-year-old uh, had uh, called her mom during a break three hours before and found out her parents were giving her a car. 17 is a good time to get a car for free, especially if you're working at Chuck E. Cheese's. Or a kid can be a kid. That's right. Or shoot the bad guys. In the kitchen, Bobby Stevens scrubbed away. He had been scheduled to work that day, and he needed the cash. He was just 20. Uh, he had a seventh-month-old baby boy at home, and uh, with the holidays coming up, he had to stop and ask for extra hours. And they gave it to him? Yeah, they pulled him into work. The small crew continued to close. It was a routine so familiar with them, you know, how when you work one of those jobs, 10 o'clock rolls around. And I you know, know, he's just like, you know, the animatronics, yeah. just like a robotic motion of doing the, the same stuff yeah, you're on, every day. Yeah, you're on autopilot at that point, especially when it's 10 o'clock and you know you're about to get off. Uh, Sylvia, uh, she, she, did, uh, she didn't hear, uh, what was the name, Gerard coming up or, or Nathan Gerard Dunlap. She didn't hear him coming up behind this is her. the this is the uh, ham and cheese man right ham and cheese man uh, silently he raised a 25 caliber semi-automatic pistol to her left ear and squeezed the trigger as she fell he looked away he couldn't stomach the sight of gore and blood he moved quickly to where ben was vacuuming bullet entered Ben's eye, lodging in his brain as he fell to the ground. He died instantaneously. Colleen saw him coming. He was just a boy with a gun. He had two big brown eyes above his hollow cheeks, a mouth that twisted into a half-smile, 
Kneeling in front of him, she begged for her life, raising her arms, fish clenched, as he held the gun just 18 inches away from her head. Don't shoot! Don't shoot! Don't shoot! Don't shoot! I won't tell! I won't tell! I have to! The gunman pulled the trigger again, again, again. Inside the kitchen, Bobby heard three sharp cracks, but he, he didn't even stop working. He figured it was probably Sylvia or Colleen popping balloons from previous parties. It's a uh, perk of the job, I guess. Yeah, popping balloons. He didn't have time to think about it, though, before the kid with the gun barged into the kitchen. Tall but grunt, like a boy who is not yet a man, the intruder is wearing his jacket, gloves, with the finger holes cut out of his knuckles, and he had a baseball cap. Perched backwards to his head, stunned, Bobby started to say hello. Half smirking, the shooter raised his arm. You know why? Because he knew him. Uh, Nathan actually worked there months before. It was fired by the dough master. Yeah. Well, apparently there was a dispute over hours on his paycheck, and he took matters to the extreme. Still, Nathan still shot him. The bullet entered Bobby's jaw and sent him sprawling to the floor. Felt like a burn, a cigarette scorching his skin, and, and then it th- felt like a baseball bat slamming into his face. Yeah, he watches a pair of black high-top shoes headed towards the office because he's still alive. Margaret was counting the money of the evening receipts. She did what he asked: opened up the safe. The last word she heard was, "Thank, thank you, you, thank you, you thank you." you. He shot her in the ear, then grabbed her bag, filled it with game tokens, keychains, cards, 1,591 and some odd change. I wonder if he got any Chuck E. Cheese medallions. I mean, not tokens, tokens. but like, you know, little action figures that they have. Let's not make light of this, but those tickets probably wouldn't be worth a lot. He shot her again in the other ear, just to make sure. Why not? Six twenty-five caliber casings dotted the floor. The shooting spree could have only lasted a few more minutes. It would only take a few hours after Chuck E. Cheese, uh, after the Chuck E. Cheese massacre, for the police to track down the shooter. I bet you never thought you'd say the Chuck E. Cheese massacre in your life. I, you know, for all my life, I always wanted to say the Chuck E. Cheese massacre. The 19-year-old Nathan Jared Dunlop was at his girlfriend's apartment. The couple had been having sex when his pager went off. Message from his mom. Yeah, uh, she was relaying a message from the cops, actually, and the investigators had heard he ate dinner at the restaurant that night and wanted to ask him a few questions, obviously. He agreed to meet, but before turning to his home in the apartment he shared, the teenager washed his hands with hydrogen peroxide and jumped to the shower, tried to uh, eliminate all the evidence, threw some money underneath the freezer. Uh, Back at his home, yeah. The police questioned him. No, uh... They swapped his hands for gunshot residue and all that stuff that they normally do, all the forensics. Uh, they took his clothes into evidence, so that's where he probably messed up. Twelve hours after the murders, police returned to Dunlop's home and slapped him in cuffs. The man that survived ID'd him later. And they arrested him. And this was the story of the Chuck E. Cheese Massacre. Thank you for listening to Slime Lab. Slime Lab, Slime Lab, Slime Lab, Slime Lab, Slime Lab.
I think that's worth a uh, radio lab lesson, right? Sure, why not? Um, I just thought of this. Uh, I wonder if the birthday masker got their name from this. Because uh, oh, this wasn't a birthday, though. I mean, yeah, it was. Remember, there's, there's plenty of people's birthdays going on at Chuck E. Cheese. No, but remember, the reason why um, they stayed late was because there was a birthday party. Oh, sure, but there's always a birthday party. Yeah, but not where there's a masker afterward. Well, no, hence birthday masker. Okay, all right, just saying. Know. Um, hey, uh, Jonathan, why don't you throw out our email right now? Uh, radio at live.com. Um, if you want us to do a quote unquote radio lab esque story on something, why don't you go ahead and uh, give us a link and then we'll, we'll try to, uh, you know, radio lab it. Yeah. We'll, we'll slime lab it. Slime lab it. There you go. Um, yeah, man. So now we just talked about the game and, and, uh, normally we don't, obsessed about shit like that but after hearing that story i became obsessed with it as did he and it's just so weird how like i was thinking about like the ring or like uh here's here's the thing though the the four people that were murdered are the four characters in the game pretty much they like the way uh where they're stationed and where they were shot or is like kind of where they're shot like how it means to their character sort of yeah like uh for instance uh the, the character Freddy, he, he'll appear and he doesn't do anything. He'll just appear and he goes, it was you. Comes to make me think that you are the shooter kind of living No, no, out. that's that's the uh, that's Foxy, the character who's in Pirate's Cove. No, no, I'm saying Freddy. Uh, Golden Freddy, he appears in the room and he goes, it was you. And that makes me think that you actually are the no, shooter. No, that you're thinking of Foxy because when Foxy leaves no, his Foxy's cove. No, Foxy's the fucker that runs around. And right, says, I know. But when he leaves his cove, it says, it's me. And you're reading that yourself because you are the killer. What it actually is or what people theorize is that this guy, Nathan Dunlap, this these are his dreams. Because in the game, once it, it is 6 o'clock, all the lights come on, everything's fine. Yeah. And you live another day. And that's basically like it's these are supposed to be Nathan's wait a nightmares. Wait a minute. I got it. Wait a minute. All right. The but here's is- one thing. Hold on. Golden Freddy is slumped over and pretending to be dead, and his eyes are closed. Just like the dude that got shot in the mouth that ID'd him, he slumped over, and the phone call guy goes, why don't you slump over and play dead? Right. No, you can do that in part one, right? Yeah. you can. No, no, you can't. He dead. goes, actually, you probably shouldn't do that because they might think you're a suit, and they'll shove an exoskeleton in right. you. Yeah. So what I'm saying is I think that the the reason why Golden Freddy is the survivor is he goes, it's you, and he appears there slumped over. And he, you well, know, they're saying Golden Freddy doesn't actually exist. No, I saw him in the game I when I played it. So. No, no, he's there, but like he always disappears. And you know the camera that's blacked out and it goes audio only? Right. That's where Golden Freddy is because you didn't yeah. know that. Yeah, so anyway. Wow. So that's a pretty heavy game if you guys want to check it out. We're not – sponsoring it or anything i just really really became obsessed with it showed jonathan of course he Anyways, loves the, the creeper shit that, that so. nathan dunlop guy he, like of course he got death row and he's like look him up right now <laughs> and fans you could play at home why jonathan <laughs> looks him up i'm not gonna look him up but actually that yeah, he's on death row waiting for lethal injection and shit like that but actually he might get off not for the whole thing but off of death row because they found out he was bipolar and do you know how they figured that out you know what he did what he smeared his teeth with shit his own shit that is not what a bipolar person does yeah but like he also uh, look he's a fucked up kid anyways well you know he, his stepdad raped his fucking sister and okay that's that's him, not bipolar you know? that's, that's i know but like he's trying to like get off on shit you that's know? just ptsd that's you can't be bipolar
bipolar is dude bipolar everyone everyone can be like categorized as bipolar though you feel sad you're fucking bipolar no now. no 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 that you're you're a, a depressed or chronic depressed yeah but look drug companies want to slang everything so doctors will prescribe it just to like fund the drug companies and give there's them money a so huge can... difference between being bipolar and I being a fucking psychopath killer but look you have to be yeah i guess a psychopath is somebody that doesn't feel any they have a low eq he must not i mean he must because like how would you just you're fired from chucky cheese cheese. and you just kill everyone i I can see robbing the place you know the thing is is being fired from chucky cheese is probably a blessing in disguise like you should move on to greener pastures you know yeah jail i mean we (laughs) wow (laughs) shit i didn't mean that i mean a slime wreck original you heard it first. 